Welcome to Sex and Happiness with Lori Handlers. Amazing sex and intimacy are just around the corner. While Lori puts the finishing touches on her new book, Sex and Happiness Over 60, please enjoy this show. It's one of her favorites from the Sex and Happiness Archives. Today we're going to be talking about what happens if a woman dries up. We're going to be talking about like different conditions of the vagina or different conditions of the yoni, as we call it in Sanskrit. As women age, they get some challenges. And of course, men get the challenges too, because if men are their partners, there's some challenges there if there's dryness or soreness inside the yoni. And so uh, we're going to be talking about this challenge, like does it happen to everyone? Who really does it affect? Is there anything we can do about it? We'll be talking about that in the first half of the show. And then in the second half of the show, we're going to talk about do women actually need to see someone? Do any women at any age need to see someone about having some vaginal or yoni healings or clearings? Is this, is there even such a thing? And why would anybody want to do something like this? So I have a very exciting show for you today. It's all about the yoni. My guest uh, today, my first guest today is Helen Rollins Lord. And after menopause and a divorce and around the breast cancer and then discovering that she ha- could have a new boyfriend, she realized that there was a huge need for herself and then for other women that wasn't getting met anywhere else in the marketplace, maybe anywhere else in the world. Although, who knows, maybe there were primitive cultures that knew about this. Certainly, our Western culture didn't know about it. So, Helen is here to talk to us about vaginal dryness and how, what kind of a condition it is, how widespread it is, how does it happen, and what do we do about it? Because the baby boomers are coming of age, and probably there's a lot of people who have this situation, and no one's talking about it. Helen, your life changed in a precarious kind of a way and that led you to to some creations and discoveries so what actually happened Helen like how did you first notice that there was a situation that you needed to do something about um, I first noticed um, uh, when I started into menopause there were times when I felt quite dry and I thought well this is not good and um, you know normally you when you get aroused you you secrete liquid that helps lubricate um, the act of intercourse and that wasn't happening and it was a major drag and I was um, I went on hormone replacement therapy which is a wonderful solution for women who can do that and who don't mind having um, artificial hormones in their bodies um, after a wait a minute, while wait a minute. When you say that, you're talking about hormone replacement therapy that's widely recommended by the um, by medical doctors, and it's the kind that's made synthetically from the urine of horses. Is that what you're talking about, like Premarin? That's correct. That's correct. Okay. Lord. Yes. I'm I mean, come on. We have to call it. We have to call it its name here because people need education about these things. Major education. So I want to make sure that we're really letting people know exactly what we're talking about. Don't worry about poo-pooing the medical industry. (laughs) Not on my show. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Well, 
after after I was using that for a while, I got breast cancer. And um, for those who are unaware, uh, breast cancer cells are sometimes fed by estrogen. So that eliminates um, the uh, possibility of using hormone replacement therapy um, because there is a threat that your um, breast cancer will be uh, encouraged by estrogen. So after I had gone through, I, I thank, thankfully didn't have to go through chemotherapy, but I did go through surgery and radiation. And what I found was that I was really dry. And sometimes, it, it, you know, just going to the bathroom was an issue. And I've heard from several women that um, they it becomes painful for them to urinate because they're, what happens is that your tissue, without estrogen, your tissue thins and then it becomes brittle. And it's like a, uh, having a scab, basically. And now, this is a, a, let me ask you a question. I, I have to go to this because, like, there's other kinds of, at the time that you were going through menopause or the time when you were doing hormone replacement therapy, did you know, was there anything around them called bioidenticals? And do they do, are they the same threat as, as HRT, hormone replacement therapy? Uh, not you know? the same. Not the same. Um, okay. some doctors feel that, um, for instance, an estrogen cream, which is the, the bioidentical hormones, can, um, be used without threat. Um, and my personal opinion is that that is a personal choice for the woman, whether okay. she wants to take that risk or not. And, and how um, and how widespread is this problem? I mean, as you started researching it, um, oh. how widespread what did you did did you find women women having this vaginal dryness, this painful uh, situation? Um, Research, market research by one of the big pharmaceuticals uh, showed that 40% of the world's women suffer from this. That's, a, that's lot of a lot of women. And nobody talks about it because everyone's embarrassed by it or they think they're the only one or that there's something wrong with them. And there's not. It's a very normal uh, process when uh there is no estrogen to feed the tissues. Um, now, this happens sometimes when people have hysterectomies. Uh, oftentimes, after women have given birth, uh, their hormones are out of whack, and it happens then. Um, there are um, diseases like dry eye disease. I don't know if you uh, – there's a, a technical name for it, which is not coming to mind. Um, but there are a lot of situations where your mucous membranes dry up. And uh, the challenge is to manage that dryness so that you can continue to have uh, intimate relationships. And when I needed to find, I, I've met this wonderful new man, and when I needed to find a lubricant that worked, I needed to find something that had no hormones in it. And that was my choice, to find something without hormones in it. And I could not find anything that was completely free of hormones. 
or completely free of petrochemicals or chemicals of some sort. So, um, so wait, so you're saying that most, when you, ha- when you looked around for a solution for yourself, and there's no mistake here that your the name of your business has solution in it. Uh, yeah. When you when you looked around for solution for yourself, you couldn't find something that would not make the situation worse. Is that what is that what you're telling me? That is correct. That is correct. One thing that people you know, there's Vaseline, and I'm sorry to use the brand KY Jelly. Um, it's is petroleum based. And petroleum. You, you can use it on here. Nobody's going to do anything about it. Okay. Petroleum jelly. That's like that's like rubbing your body in an oil field. No, in crude that's oil. That's right. That's exactly right. And it is <laughs> extremely drying. It may be moisturizing initially, but it's very, very drying to your tissues. And you know, we all had our moms put it on our bums when we were babies, but. We're adults now, and there's a different situation. I wouldn't put it on a baby now anyway. But um, So finding something that is not petroleum-based, has no chemicals, was a real challenge. And I did find something, and I was delighted that it was called Yoni Cream. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yoni again. And, Yoni again for everybody out there. Yes. Uh, Yoni yes. In, in Sanskrit. Is the word for vagina, and uh, in tantra we use yoni because uh, well we use yoni for the female genitalia, and we use lingam for the male genitalia because let's face it, everybody, we curse people with our genitals. We we call people bad names, and those bad names that we call them when we're cursing people out are the same names as we call people as what we call our genitals. So in tantra we use yoni and lingam because we'd like to reframe our experience of, of reclaiming our own genitals and calling them sweet new names. So you yeah. found Yoni cream. Now, you don't make I, Yoni cream. Somebody else makes it? That's right. That's right. I am, um, I believe, um, I love herbs. I believe very strongly in the power of herbs. And um, But I, myself, am not experienced enough with herbs to make these products. So I go to the people who are experienced. And I find various products. Um, there's Yoni Cream, which is just a lovely uh, lubricant. It's an oil-based lubricant um, that is wonderful for people who are, uh, for instance, long-term partners. Um, if someone has herpes and needs to use a condom, oil-based lubricants are not for them. But there are good, there's so, very good uh, water-based. Uh, well, so, so you mean, so you mean, you mean long-term partners because long-term partners could use an oil-based lubricant without having to use a condom. That's correct. Yeah, that's so, correct. Yeah, because yeah. a lot yeah. of people, you know what? People are pretty ignorant even about this whole latex, non-latex things that go with latex, and then there's also toys that are made out of various gels and rubbers that if you use certain lubricants, it destroys the toy. That's right. The oil-based lubricants will destroy the toy. What else do you have in your your bag of tricks? (laughs) 
Um, I have uh, something that's called uh, vaginal dryness moisturizing oil. And this oil um, includes things like calendula and comfrey and um, moisturizing herbs. And I recommend this for people who are too dry to have something inserted in their vagina. And what this does is it it um, helps to heal the dryness of the walls of the vagina. And it generally takes about a week or so of, of uh, using this uh, both morning and nighttime. And um, people will feel, it's amazing how you feel the difference in yourself um, as these oils go to work. Now, how could you, I had a guest once, not not terribly long ago, I had a guest who said that she had so much pain inside of her yoni. And she, as a young woman, this, this yes. happened. She doesn't know what happened to her in the past or why this would have occurred. But she talked about having to take the smallest tampon mm-hmm. and douse it with a kind of a lubricant and then put it in her so gently she could almost not stand it. It was like scratching a chalkboard. Yes. So yes. how would these women how would these women apply it? And could they have their partner help them apply it? Could that make it a little sexier or you know, or sensual more sensual if they if their partner applied it? How do they put this this cream or these oils in if the, if everything hurts so much? Okay. Um, <clears throat> what I suggest is when they first start, if they use first of all, I think this is just such a painful uh physically and mentally um, that women need to do this by themselves at first. Okay. Just so Good, they thanks. have control over what is happening. And um, I recommend that people take a, a swab, a Q-tip, and dunk it in this oil and get the oil, get the Q-tip very full of the oil, and then start by going around the outside of the yoni and then gradually uh, put it place moving the oil in into the uh, canal of the yoni. And that should be, um, after a couple of days of doing that, they should then be able to insert what's called a pipette, which is a very thin plastic, um, it has like a knob, a, a, a flexible knob on the top. Um, well, it's like a dropper. Okay. And, so and it, it scoops up some of the, the oil, and then you can actually up, plunge it yes. in. Yes, it scoops up a bunch of more oil than the swab would, and you can okay. use that at nighttime when you're when you're lying down, so that there's not leakage. Yeah, and that will give you a nice head start um, on uh, the, the curing, and the, it's it's not really a cure, but it's a management of the situation. And um, this oil is not for uh, lubricating for intercourse. It is for healing the tissues in the vagina so that when you're ready for intercourse, and this is, um, I also recommend that women uh, use a a massager or their finger or use some way of... um, uh, inserting something in their vagina so that they can tell if they are ready for intercourse. Um, if they start uh, 
tearing and cracking, they know that they're not ready yet. But only the woman can know that. So she has to do this for herself. You know, I have to just tell you that women don't know that much about their yonis altogether. My and my my couple of shows ago, I did a, a show with some people who did photographs of various yonis. It's called uh, Heart of the Flower, the yeah. Book of Yonis, and women don't even know what theirs is supposed to look like, let alone what it's supposed to feel like. So th- we're talking bad. about an area here that is so in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. And you're shedding light to a problem that probably so many women are suffering from and they don't they wouldn't even know who to talk to about it. That's right. That's right. Um it's it's yeah. um it makes me very sad that this is an issue and I will tell you that it's uh, I I have a client who's 14 years old who used one of my soothing salves. I haven't even talked about that yet. But um this this young girl had been trying to she 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 had been in pain, and her doctors had her on steroids, and no one could figure out what was wrong with her, but her yoni was really painful. And for a 14-year-old girl just coming into her sexuality, I, it just made me cry. I couldn't believe it. And she used some of my salve, and it did not sting her. And I have to tell you, I was just, I, I almost burst into tears when she told me it didn't sting her. I thought it was going to help her. But, you know, you never know. It, it, everyone is so individual. Right. But the, the sad so, uh, really helped her. So, it, it, you know, it, it happens to women all ages for so many different reasons. And our vaginas, our yonis are so central to our power and yes. as women yes and, they are <laughs> uh, yes and so, our there there we how we bear children um they're amazing amazing parts of our bodies that um most people are are really shy about discussing and i think because as you say they're in the dark um they are um, not discussed, and yeah. I have I have met. I'll have to tell you, in starting this business, I have not laughed so much ever in a business situation because people suddenly realize that they can talk about it and it's okay, and it's fun to talk about it because all of a sudden you have control over this situation where before a gynecologist or a doctor or somebody else had control over your uh your, your most power. intimate your most intimate and private part and something that's right. central to your life that makes it's exactly what makes you a woman there you exactly. are and other people yes. other people they don't they don't know even if they're a female doctor which there wasn't for a long time, and now there are some. Yep. If they don't have the situation, they don't know. That's right. What about, uh, I would actually, I don't know if you've tried this or not, but I, um, I, I certainly, there are these wands. There are glass yoni wands, and there are stainless steel that have a cool feeling to them, and there are some lucite ones. I would, and they're, they're clear, and they, they're slippery, and, you know, they're, they're, um, Smooth is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Couldn't yes. couldn't 
women start to put those inside and actually sleep with them in so that they could start to feel what it's like to have something smooth inside them? Um, I don't see why not, um, as long as they don't get lost in them. And if they do get lost, very often just if you squat, um, these things will come out again. Um, but I think that I, I also sell uh, massagers that are very right. smooth, and um, I have a Kegel exerciser also, uh, but very smooth things, as you suggest, that are um, you can put um, lubricant or salve on them and insert them in yourself, and they will help you spread the oils or the salves within you, and they will help you heal. Um, there's this, you know, the old saying: if you don't use if you don't use it, you lose it. Right. It's so <laughs> so true in this case. And, yeah. Um, no, I I totally agree with you, Lori. That something like that. Uh, the the steel or the lucite a, a good safe um, material. Good, yeah. The ones yeah. I'm talking about are too big; they couldn't get lost inside, okay. and they're curved. <laughs> they're curved, so they 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 wouldn't go any further than they're supposed to go. But I know that there are okay. many things out there. I want to give people your website it, again. It's um, if you just uh, tuned in to us. You're listening to Tantra Cafe. I'm talking with Helen Rollins Lord, who through her own personal pain and discovery after menopause and after a round of radiation with breast cancer, found that she had vaginal dryness, which was called vaginal atrophy, and she started a business for women to be able to get this situation solved. And the name of her business, interestingly enough, is Women's intimatesolutions.com and you want to go there if, you, if you're listening and you're out there and you're having this painful situation and you don't know what to do you want to get in touch with Helen you want to find uh, you want to get her yoni cream and the different salves and possibly some of the massagers she's talking about and follow a protocol that will help you find your power again by lubricating and feeling good again about both going to the bathroom, like being able to urinate without pain and also being able to have sex, whether it's with yourself or a partner. You you want to talk to Helen about this. Helen, I thank you so much for coming on today. And uh, is there anything, is there any quick tip that you want to give us, uh, that you want to give women, whether they have the condition or not, anything, any, you know, thing you would want people to know? I would love to tell them um, that there are, these are these are topical things that I have as well. I also have tinctures that they can take internally. And as you know, with Ayurveda, there is something called ashwagandha that is very moisturizing for both men and women. It's rejuvenative. And this is a very, very, very old herb used for thousands of years in India. And um, I would, I heartily recommend that. Thank you. Or, or any other tincture that includes it. Say the name of it again, Ash. Ashwagandha. Ashwagandha. I'm running right, right out. I'll be here for me after the show. I think I want to get that. And I might want to recommend that to a lot of people that I know in Tantra. Because yeah. a lot of people yeah. with a lot of challenges. So 
So, Helen, I thank you so much. Thank you for doing this for women. Thank you for doing this for men. Thanks for doing it for younger women when you see them, and certainly for older women who who have that fear of drying out, women who are getting older, who have the fear of drying out, and they don't have to. But, no, they but don't. But also women who have been through trauma, like you talk about, who have been through radiation and, and, and who can't take HRT, hormone replacement therapy. Thank you, Helen. For doing you're what you're very doing. welcome, Lori. Thank you. Yeah. The next segment, we'll be talking with Todd Kamensky, who is a DACA, and we're going to find out what a DACA is and what that means and the kind of sessions that he does, how he was trained, and what you could expect if you were somebody wanting to to heal your yoni in a different way, not with uh, not not so much with creams and salves or internal, but with actually having someone work with you and touch you. Todd, it is my pleasure to have you on the show today. And uh, first, I, I want to ask you, what is a, da- a DACA or a Dakini? So people know what we're talking about. A DACA or Dakini is somebody who practices Tantra and most likely teaches Tantra. Um, it, somebody really wouldn't take on the title if they don't have experience. So they teach Tantra, but more, more likely they teach Tantra in a one-on-one setting than, than in a group setting. Would you say that's kind of the case? Um, you know what? Everybody offers different kinds of things. Some DACAs will teach a seminar with a Dakini, and um, some will, you know, a lot, of, a lot of my friends that are DACAs do seminars, and they also do one-on-one work. Okay, and DACA is a male version of, the, of a healer. And Dakini is a female version. And doesn't it really mean, literally translated in Sanskrit, since we're translating words today like yoni and lingam, doesn't it mean sky dancer? That's one of the meanings, yes. Okay. So, and that sky dancer means probably uh, literally and figuratively taking us to a state of bliss or ecstasy. So your job, it's a tough job, Todd. <laughs> Your job is to allow people to get to a state of bliss or ecstasy through some, through being able to do some kind of healing work. So, t- so what what do you do? Well, I think more accurately, I use my techniques, my intuition, my experience to allow them to feel as much pleasure as possible. That doesn't necessarily mean that I give them pleasure. Um, but energetically, I address whatever's needed. And, you know, one of the ways that I do healings is a G-spot massage. Okay. Now, you couldn't, I mean, given what we just talked about earlier on the show with Helen, you know, some, some people couldn't just let you in there to touch the G-spot uh you know, I, so. Yeah, what I really want to emphasize is what I do is I try to meet the person where they're at. Okay, and most people are not ready for a G-spot healing. Most okay. people, you know, I would not do it until I feel that they're ready. I feel that they have uh, breathing techniques down. They understand the, the chakras or, you know, generally. You know, they don't have to pass a test or anything, but I want them to know because, because we're doing, you know, they have to do things. It's really about them 
You know, I just coach it. And I right, okay. I, I like that. I like that concept. So if someone comes to you and they say, I want a session, and you have to start asking them a lot of questions about where they're at, no? Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I, then what you do, would you, you would create a sacred space or something? Well, what's very important is finding out where, where they're at and what their intention is. Um, I've had women come in and say, I want to learn how to ejaculate. You know, that's kind of getting to be a, almost a trendy thing now. And yeah, I've, well, let's wait a minute. Let's stop there for a second because for some people who might be listening, they don't, they've never heard of that before. So it is possible for a woman, it's possible for women to have female ejaculation, which is, means a clear liquid comes out of the urethra, and it's not the same liquid as urine. It's a completely different substance. It's odorless. It's clear. It could come out in little drips, or it could come out in a big gush. And often women, at first, when this happens to them, they discover it, and they're embarrassed because they think they peed. Uh, and then, so it's a, but now it is what you said, it's becoming very trendy. Women want to learn how to do female ejaculation. And, and all women can, it's just that not all women know how. Yeah, and an immediate problem with that is she wants, she's got a goal. You know, she comes in with a goal. And the first thing I said is we, that's the whole, that's a very, I think, tantric concept is you you don't have a goal. You're in the moment. And when you enjoy the ride, rather than worrying about getting to the finish line, it really changes everything. It changes the way your energy moves. It changes the way you feel. It changes your orgasmic pleasure. Everything. So if a woman... So, so, so that might be one typical wish. A woman comes in and has the goal of reaching female ejaculation. But... In a more typical situation, it might just be that a woman feels that she doesn't have, she's not capable of having as much pleasure as she would like to. And why is that? Well, I think it applies to everybody. I want to say the word healing is almost uh, not an accurate word to use because nothing's broken. Nothing has to be fixed. It's just things that we hold in our body that have to be healed on a regular basis. It's just like we get knots in our neck every once in a while. You know, it's nice to have a massage and get the knots out. It's just something that's an ongoing process. And um, so getting back to your question, um, what it really is about is to find spots that are either what we call hot spots, they're a little uncomfortable, or things that might be numb, places might be numb, Places that are uh, feel funny because I believe all the tissue inside the yoni is orgasmic tissue. Really, everything in your body is orgasmic. And those spots that become numb from holding emotions have never been addressed. And that could have come from when they were 2 years old or when they were 10 years old or when they were 50 years old. And what I do is I just somatically hold. I basically give a massage, and I find those spots, and we'll massage those spots. And what happens is once the numbness goes away a little bit, you can start to feel pleasure there. So 
it's it's I would say it happens where women women will have a very orgasmic experience as well as they might have an emotional experience. They might have some crazy experience that they have no idea why they had it. It's all over the board. So and you, emotions. And you go there with them, you go on this you go on this ride with them, I guess. Like if they're having deep emotions, what do you do? I am holding space for them, for the woman to be vulnerable, to be in her power, to be empowered. And I just hold the space for it and make it safe for her to be as open as possible and to go to places she's never been. Now, it could be that some women would not even go there with their partner because they'd feel, I mean, I'm just trying to project here, that I'm if I'm in a partnership with someone, I might not go to the place that I would go to you for because I might be embarrassed to tell my partner or go through these emotions with my partner or my, I might not think my partner is skilled. I mean, are, are these some of the things that you have to address? Absolutely. One of the things I do is I coach couples. And it is so rewarding for me to be able to be with a couple and they feel comfortable for me to be there, you know, as they're, as they're intimate, you know, hugging or uh kissing or whatever, and I can coach the man to do these things, you know, to know where the G-spot is. It's like a lot of women say, yeah, I know where the G-spot is. And then I said, oh, wow, you have, have you ever had a G-spot orgasm? And they say, what's that? And I said, well, have you ever had an orgasm that's a little different than a clitoral orgasm? And And they haven't. They can't relate to it. They can't come up with the the relationship, the different relationship between the type of orgasms, which means it's like you found the G spot, but now you got to, you got to enjoy it. You got to make the best of it. You know, you got to take advantage of all that pleasure there. So you coach these women and you coach their partners to be able to find this and to be able to go through whatever it is that they have to go through to get to the pleasure. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Okay. I feel that it's it's important to do this on a regular basis. A couple that does this on a regular basis, it really it really adds to their sex life and to their intimacy. Because when you can open up fully to your partner and you can have full trust that he's going to hold space for you, that you're safe your relationship is going to just naturally get better without without doing anything else. And it'll improve the relationship. So it's great. So it's a tremendous service that you're providing. Now, what about jealousy or possessiveness? If a couple comes to see you and, and the woman wants to work with you before her partner ever gets to work with her, you know, do you have to deal with that? Like the possession of of people, how they are when they're in couples? Yeah, it's very common, especially at first, because maybe they haven't really talked to me and realized really where I'm going to be. You know, I'm not going to be doing something to his wife. I'm going to be there to hold space for them so we can, you know, go to new places and so they can take it home. 
and go to new places. So you have to, you might have to have a talk to, to the husband? I definitely want things, I, I am very, and boundaries are very important to me. And I don't do anything that's not totally understood and totally agreed upon with the couple. And I also, you don't have to use my intuition. If I don't feel that it, they're ready, I'm not going to start, I'm not going to get involved in that. You know, it's not for me to affect the relationship. It's only to improve it. I want to leave my clients better off than they were when they first came to me, than when they first came to me. You know, your point's so well taken. I just did a whole show with Eric Amaranth about boundaries, not only boundaries for people who are looking for sexual ecstasy, but boundaries with the people who teach other people how to have sexual ecstasy and how often there are practitioners who don't have the level of integrity or the level of boundaries that's necessary. So that you just say that, Todd, is uh, is really, it's so, I'm so happy to hear it. And it's it's really so important when you're working with people at such a vulnerable and intimate work that you that you have appropriate boundaries and you you address that right up front. It's really thank you, (laughs) thank you for doing that. (laughs) You know, I I also have my own boundaries, which are just as important. And um, when people aren't ready to go to certain places. Those will be my boundaries. You know, there's plenty of other ways to heal with your clothes on, with your clothes off, uh, exchanging energy. There's so many ways to do it. I want to meet these people where they are and where they're ready to go. And, yeah, so, you know, boundaries are important for me to know and for them to know. Yeah. Do do mostly couples come to you? Do mostly single individuals come to you and... You know, how did you get your training? There's probably more things that people want to know about this, you know, so you could start anywhere about that. You trained for how many years? Oh, I've been, I've been continually training for over 10 years. I started about 10 years ago, a little more than 10 years ago. And, um, I just got the bug. What basically happened was I went through a healing of myself and I really, it changed so many things in my life. You know, I don't want to say, oh, my God, it changed my life. It changed my life. What it did was it it gave me tools to live my life in a much easier and happier way. Um, so I train, I've trained with the best, uh, teachers. And I've, indivi- I've done individual work with numerous Dakinis, and they've all been amazing experiences in all different ways of healing. My uh, my friend and mentor Charles Muir is, uh, I'd say, the the expert on G-spot massage, and uh, I've done training with him for you know over ten years. And he, and you're talking, so now what you're saying is great because what you brought in here is that both women and men need healing in their sacred spot, uh, with dakas or dakinis to be able to, to release all the pain, all the memories, all the emotional baggage and physical baggage that could be stored there and both women and men could seek sessions 
men would go to Dakinis and women would go to Dhaka, if I'm not mistaken, unless you're a same-sex preference and then you would go to somebody of the same sex and there are Dhakas and Dakinis for that as well. So 10 years of work and uh, and you continue to heal, don't you? Oh, yes. It's, it's an ongoing process. It's not something where I'm going to be one day just say, wow, I'm healed. I, I think maybe I'm healed every day and then, in, you know, a new day comes along and, you know, life, life throws curveballs at us and when right. when do... Sometimes we can take it and handle it, no problem, and sometimes we stuff it and can't handle it. And it's just something that happens every day, and it's something and, we and, address every day. And where we stuff it, it's really important that people know in the first and second chakras, which are both, uh, which are the root where you sit, the area around the anus and the tailbone, and then the sex, that area, that those two areas which bring us the greatest pleasure are also the places where we store pain. And it could even just be the pain of, you know, uh, getting a bad grade on your report card to it could be the pain of losing a job. It could be the pain of losing a loved one in any way, shape, or form. And where the pain stores itself in the body is also exactly the place where we're reaching to have pleasure in the body so this is the point for all this healing it's uh you're kind of i i look at it like you're an exorcist (laughs) okay (laughs) sometimes sometimes it looks that way (laughs) todd you're my friend and you i have had a session with you and uh, my friends have had sessions with you and basically what i find about you is that you are you're somebody who's approachable. You're somebody who has a sense of integrity. You're somebody who instantly, when someone meets, they could trust. And so, and I'm going to call you an exorcist because I, I feel that you perform exorcisms in those areas of the body. Yeah, I, I'd like to think so. I mean, that's the, that's the purpose is to let go of the, the stuck energy and the bad energy and, and re-imprint beautiful things with the pleasure. Right. Right. Well, it's so good. It's so good that you could come on today. How could people, I know you're in the Chicago area. I don't know that, I don't think that you travel on on a, on a route so, so much, but if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, if someone was intrigued by this conversation and wanted to get in touch with you, whether they were single and know, and knew instantly that, oh, I need that. Or whether they're a couple and the couple's listening and they and they go right away. We need to call him. So let's just say, where how would they get in touch with you? And is it possible for you to do any long distance sessions or recommendations to people, even if they're not in Chicago? Absolutely, I do phone sessions. Um, okay. And uh, you know, I want to emphasize once again, we we talked about G spot massage. That's not the only thing that's effective you know there's plenty other things and we could talk over the phone about things um different ways to handle stress and to you know uh to heal your g-spot or tell your your partner how to do it and um there's plenty of things you can just run energy with with your clothes on and then if when and if you're ready uh it's extremely powerful extremely powerful it's it's like you can heal by 
getting rid of the numbness and then allowing yourself to feel more pleasure. And at the same time, it, you can heal just by having orgasms. Just by having so orgasms, good. allowing yourself to, to allow yourself to be worthy of that pleasure. So good, Todd. Thank you so much. Thank you for those kind and wonderful words. How can people get in touch with you? Uh, Daka TK at Mac.com. And uh, they can also get in touch with me at 847-476-3300. And right now my website is under construction. That's going to be New Moon Tantra. Okay, that's great, Todd. Thank you so much.